Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. In my podcast today, I really wanted to talk about returns because we're starting to see some returns coming out in the media from different managed funds or of people saying, hey, we've got these great returns since the market's turned over the last, since March 2009 here, the market's been quite bullish and we're seeing these returns being promoted as with the managed funds. What you're actually seeing is a bit misleading in, in my view because you really need to be careful about what they're actually promoting or the returns they're actually promoting. And we had the same problem after 1987 and we had the same problem um, with every major pullback in the marketplace. And I mean, ASIC rules, you know, they, they like you to see one, one year, three year, five year and seven year returns. And you really do need to look at returns in that type of time frame. The longer, the better, because obviously, um, you know, most times when you're investing in the share market or creating portfolios, whether it's with a managed fund or directly yourself, you do look at the portfolio as a whole, not just individual shares within that portfolio, but also as over a longer period of time, because we know every 10 year, in, a, in a 10 year period, we know the market's going to go up about 30% of the time. It's going to go down about 30% of the time. And the other 30%, it's probably going to do a bit of both, a bit of sideways movement. So, But we really need to look at what base that they're coming from. Remember, most managed funds prior to March 2003 or before into that low had lost somewhere between 40 and 70% in the prior 12 months. Now, what's going on is now these current returns are on that very, very, very low base. So the returns look quite good. And, and I remember chatting to a a uh, gentleman only just a week or so ago and he's been trading the share market and he said, oh, you know, oh, my returns are up a bit and I've you know gone up, up 30% in the last three or four months. I said, well, that's great. I said, well, what are your returns like over the last 12 months? And he goes, well, how do you mean? And I said, well, did you lose moving down into March 2003? He said, yes, I lost about 70%. I said, so you're still down at least 30 to 40% on what you were 12 months ago? And he said, yes. And that's really what I'm talking about is that even though these managed funds are producing or reporting great returns, they're reporting returns on still on a negative base and most people in managed funds are still down somewhere 20, 30, 40% on what they were a year or two ago. And, and we're still seeing people coming in here that are still down on their returns and what they were up to five years ago. Like we've, they've lost returns in the last two to five years. They're still lower than what they were then. And that's really the reality of it is, are you in profit or are you in loss from where you were two years ago or three years ago? And that's really what counts. And I'll give a bit of an example. Let's just say we had $100,000 in our portfolio and yet we decide to get out like we teach our students to do and like what we do for our clients, like with our individual managed accounts, boutique fund management, we exited the share market of our clients and we held them in cash for the most of the second half of last year to protect them from the downside move of the market because I've always been of a strong opinion it's what you do not lose that counts or what you do not lose determines how much you make because if you lose 10% you've got to make 11% to break even if you lose 50% you've got to make 100% to break even so with people losing between 30 and 70% over the last 12 months-ish or two years there's a lot of making up to do and most people will find it's going to take them somewhere between three and five years to get back to where they were prior to the subprime meltdown with managed funds. And that's just part of reality. So let's, for instance, say we had $100,000 and we get out 
on the shares that we own, the direct shares that we owned. And and let's say we suffered a 10% loss or our portfolio is now down to $90,000. So we've lost $10,000. Now, we can sit down and wait, put it in, put the money into the bank and get bank interest rates of 3 or 4% or whatever else. But then when the market starts to turn, we can then go into that market with that $90,000 and we've got a very high base to start off with. So we can build 30 to 40% or whatever the market moves on top of that base or 10% or 15% or whatever it is. We can build on that high base. But let's just say that we're in a managed fund and with a buy and hold or we have a buy and hold portfolio that we've been helped with with a, well, a financial planner or a broker or whatever else. And they just say, here's your $100,000 and it was before the meltdown. And now it's suffered a 40 to 70% downturn because we bought and held, haven't sold. So now your actual portfolio is actually down by somewhere between $40,000 and $70,000. So therefore your base is going to be somewhere between thirty dollars and $60,000, the base of your portfolio. So you did have $100,000. If you lost 70%, now you're at $30,000 on your portfolio. That's the value of it. Or if you only lost 40%, then your portfolio value is only $60,000, not the $90,000 that we had if we got out at 10% loss. Because the interesting thing is, is people say to me that, well, hey, I'm not losing because I actually haven't sold. But you are actually losing if you don't exit the market and protect your capital. And this is one of the number one things that we do in here. And we uh, talk about it with our students and teach our students to protect capital at all costs. Because starting from that lower base, and this is where these returns get in. And so if you've got a base of $40,000 now in your portfolio, because you've bought and hold, well, you know, if the market goes up a bit and you've still got the same shares you had two years ago, which is where the managed funds are or the, how they've picked these up, they've still got those same shares from this lower base and they move up and you go, hey, look, we've made 20% on these, where it's not really, you're still down 30% or 40% on the, what you were two years ago. And that's the interesting thing. If you are starting from a lower base than what you would be if you protected your capital, because you are actually losing, even though it might be only on paper, because you haven't realized the loss, you are still losing because there's two things you're losing. One is time. So if you're an investment that's going down in value, you're losing time. Every day it's in there that you are losing time to be in something that's going out up, which brings us to the, to the second thing that you are losing, and that's the opportunity to be in shares that are going up. And I know people, they, they want investments when they first buy a share. They want it to go up and, and go up dramatically and, and steadily go up, but that just doesn't happen in the share market. Sometimes your shares go up, sometimes they go down, but overall they will generally go up. But you're losing opportunity. If you're in shares that are falling away in price, you can't be in ones going up in price. Now over those last two years, especially 2007, there were so many people holding onto shares like Babcock and Brown and Centro and Elko and ABC Centres or doing you know, what I would call the criminal thing and actually dollar cost averaging, which for the life of me, I can't even think how that is even logical to do rather than why would anybody want to do it but then people do do it and why would you buy more of something that keeps losing money for you in the hope of getting a lower buy price uh, at the end of the day to me is keep your money out of it until it hits the bottom and wait till it starts to bounce up then you buy, in it, buy into that investment and that's where the opportunities are coming into it so don't ever be afraid to sell and to me I always say to people get used to selling because it'll actually make you far more money because anybody can pick a share and this is what Worldwide, I, I, when I talk to people, they, everybody can pick a share. You can go and throw a dart at a newspaper or, you know, just close your eyes and point your finger onto something on the newspaper and you'll pick shares. And some of them will go up, some of them will go down. But your money management is, is critical and that's what will save you and actually make you more money over the long run. 
And that's what I'm saying is when you're looking at returns in newspapers nowadays or on websites, don't be fooled because they're not necessarily the real rate of return that you'd actually get because you've got to look at what's happened in the past. So when you're looking at returns, like you should be looking at your portfolios and shares, is not looking at it over one day, one week or one month. You should be looking at it over three to five years. What's happening over the bigger term? Because the market is volatile. It will go up. It will go down. And sometimes when you buy a share, it will go down for two, three, four weeks or two, three months and then it'll go up again. But does it mean you need to sell that at that point in time? Not necessarily, as long as it's not going down too much. And that's where we protect the the downside risk, let the upside take care of itself, because I don't know anybody that complains about a share going up, but they always complain about it going down. But inaction is what's been going on. I've seen a lot of that over the last couple of years where people just won't refuse to sell the share because either they've got to pay capital gains tax and now they won't sell them because they would have lost too much money or into March 2003 they go but I've lost too much money I can't sell now and they don't want to realize losses but at the end of the day the, the first sell is the best one and by selling shares you'll start learning how to protect that capital and then start from that higher base like we talked about earlier of that $90,000 because I'm not sure about you but I'd rather start investing from $90,000 than from sixty dollars or $30,000. But I'll leave that with you. Hopefully you've enjoyed my podcast today and uh, I look forward to chatting with you next week. You're listening to Talking Wealth and I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.